Mr. Pop. I don't think you'll be sending any photos or messages to Mother Teresa Mannix. Oh, um, Jesus, only she was alive. Oh, stop it. This is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix and Mark Fine. Hi and welcome to another edition of uh, the Rock and Roll Podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier. As per usual, roll call time, Brian Mannix. I will not dignify the vile rumours being spread around me with any kind of response. What? I just asked you if you're there. I will dignify it with a pay rise. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm not uh, dignifying that with any kind of response. Oh, I want a pay rise. Right. You've been busy. You've been busy I, listening I to dignify stuff. it with a, a pay rise. Right, okay. Well, that means you're here. Yeah. Uh, Mark Fine? He, he wasn't as big as you drunk he was. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Fine. Where are you? Hello, Mark. Um, I'm well. I'm not where I should be, but I'm well. What happened? Because you're supposed to be in sunny Queensland on the on the Sunshine Coast, uh, you know, Caloundra or Mooloolaba or somewhere, and, and, you know, soaking up the rays. What happened? Well, yeah, I'm... I'm Look, there's a loo here. I can go to the bar and I guess it'll be a steak tonight. There's your move. But, I uh, know, it's spreading around. We can certainly not afford to be stuck there. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've got a daughter about to go uh, into term three and a wife who needs to be in Melbourne. I didn't get stuck up there, no problem. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, we just couldn't take the risk. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I'm, I'm yeah. assuming that's a story a lot of people uh, with school holidays have have gone, no, we can't afford to because if we go up there. And the problem is not uh, even if you get there, um, when you come back, you might be stuck in isolation for 14 days and needing testing and all that that's sort of right. stuff. Yep. Oh, well, yes, that's a, man, not for me, that's not a for me all with that. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, it is a pity, but. Well, we'll talk about as something. life as we know it, unfortunately. Yeah. We'll talk about something that did bring you some joy, and that's your, your, your St Kilda team actually winning um, and looking like a really, oh. good, really good football team. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, our chart, uh, which uh, finally I think you chose this year. 1985 is the year that we've gone to. So we're in December uh, of 1985 with our chart attack. Oh, boy, was that a problem. It's, it's that, that's one of the. I got, can I just quite rightly say? Uh, well, there won't be a toilet paper shortage if they keep printing December 6, 1985 charts. Because uh, <laughs> seriously, you wipe your bum with that. It's it's awful, terrible. <laughs> it's a shocking chart. I I, I I struggled to find it, and there's no uncanny X Men on it. 1985, the pinnacle of your, the height of your uh, popularity, Brian. And there's not a bloody X Men song anywhere to be seen. Well, we've been we finished charting by December. Um, yeah, I'll talk about it when we get there. But All right. um, yeah, we we just jumped out of the charts. I think yep. we had a good year in 1985, and yeah. we knew the December chart was going to be shit out. So we said, "No, nah, let's get the <laughs> hell out of here." Didn't want to be associated with Jennifer Rush's Did power not. of love. <laughs> no uh, way! I just thought, "Well, that's it, boys. Time to go on holiday." Yes, I can't say I blame you. I struggled to find three good ones in that chart. We'll get to that later. Uh, so, that, well, that's bad, Finey. I, I mean, what are you, are you substituting, you know, you're doing something incredibly Queenslander-ish in your house to make up for the fact that you're not in Queensland? No, no, we're not. But we've organised a couple of um, good dinners out. We're going to have next couple of days, we're going to a hot pot restaurant. Okay. Now, now when I grew up, a hot pot was a, Certainly, it's the races. So, 
We've got to be careful with what I see. But... <laughs> Could be eating but, horse. Yeah, no, they're good fun. They're good fun, those restaurants. You, you get the big soup in the middle and sticks of food and everybody. It's good fun for the family. Okay. So, okay. And then we and then we found this place in Glen Waverley. Mm. It looks brilliant. It's a, it, it's a crab place. And it's all different types of crab and lobster and oh. many different ways of cooking it. And amazingly, when you look up the place, I've got to find its name. I'll tell you next week. But uh, it's got like 15 outlets in America, a couple throughout Asia and one in Melbourne. Oh, wow. Okay. Ooh. That's weird. Is it, they do, do, they do, do, do they do Morton Bay Bugs? I don't know, but um, oh. they've got the full, full range of seafood and different sauces and, yeah, must be good because we went to book in and even in these tough times, the first available was like three weeks away. So, oh wow, we'll be there. We'll be there next week. I think. Beautiful. Isn't that, isn't that funny? Isn't that ironic how it's uh, turned around now that we're the we're the state that uh, you can do well not anything you want, but you can uh, you've got a lot more freedom than any other state in the country at the moment. It's quite uh, quite strange to be in that position. Yes, it is. Very strange indeed. Now, you had a gig on the weekend. I want to find out how that went because we've it's been such a build-up. You've had so many cancelled, but all of a sudden, wacko the did, you're out on stage and off we go. How'd you go? Well, I, you know, I was a bit out of – well, I, I I think I sang quite well. Um, but I did see some footage of me and I thought, gee whiz, I've got to look at my posture. Really? I thought Melanie, my dance, my dance partner Melanie, would be kicking me up the arse for slouching the shoulders. Oh. Not holding my body firm, and I just I saw the video, and I thought, "Yeah, better do a bit of work on your posture next time, Brizy." Shoulders back and uh, chest out. Yeah, which is hard when you're looking down at an audience, but that's okay. I'm going to work on my posture. That's going to, you know, you're always trying to get a little bit better. I think a better better posture for me will uh, improve my performance. Well, you should be you should be used to that because you look down on everyone. Well, no, I look up at everyone generally. <laughs> no, you know what I mean right. by that. Yeah. Now, listen, I've got uh, finally – we're doing an intervention here with Mannix um, <laughs> because Mannix has been out of control on social media. <laughs> now, I just want you to understand, before I explain what he's been up to and before he explains why he was up to it, you, you yep. would be you'd be well aware of the, of the social media expression being a social media troll. <laughs> now you're not you're not Brian. I'm not saying that for one minute. You've actually you've taken it you've taken it to a new level. You're actually a social media trollop, which is a completely <laughs> different thing. You've been whoring yourself around on social media like there's no tomorrow. Tell tell uh, tell Finey, who who doesn't uh, frequent social media as much as you do. Tell him what you were doing last night in the last twenty four hours. Well, the reason's unexplained. I find myself somewhat single. So I thought, why don't I go on a little date, a little bit of dinner and some dancing or something. I thought, who could I take out on a date? And I reckon that Gladys, that New South Wales Premier, she's pretty hot, I reckon. So I sent her a message saying that, you know, I think she what a great job I think she's doing and pointed out that I thought she was single and, and I'm single too, so... Perhaps, you know, we can catch up for a coffee or a drink or whatever. But I would love to take her. And I also sent a message to Natasha Scott, the spoiler, 
and another one to Julia Gillard. Oh, <laughs> because I'd like to take them to dinner and dancing. And then at the end of it, when I was dancing or doing the cha-cha with them, I'd be leading. And I think that would be very, very cool. Right. Right. <laughs> no response from any of the girls so far. Right. Now, okay, so you sent them messages uh, and, yeah. and, you know, and, and said that you'd, you'd be willing to help uh, Julia with uh, Beyond Blue because you think mental. Uh, well. Yes, you, you offered your services yep. there. You offered your services to Nastasha Stottespoia um, to help her with uh, the women's movement and the fact that she's doing a lot of work yep. in there. And you, you've offered yep. to help Gladys in lockdown because, you know, you've been through four lockdowns in Melbourne. Then you yep. sent him a photo, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> at one fifteen this morning. Now this, is, see, now this is when when I heard this, I went, "Oh no, you didn't!" But you didn't send him the photo. I thought you t- you sent him what a proper photo. Yeah, I didn't send him a dick pic. I thought that was, the relationships were too early for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I, I did that. send I did send him this really cool photo of me on stage. So. They could sort of have a look at me and go, oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing a bit of dinner or dancing with him. <laughs> so, as again, I'm yet to get a response, but I am very, very optimistic about it. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> Goodness I'm like your Pauline Hanson. I'm like your Pauline Hanson and crack late at the turnboat. <laughs> and you know what? Knowing your luck, she'll respond. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, she went on Dancing with the Stars. She'd known the cha-cha. That'd be all oh, right. She would too. She was too. She was on Dancing with the Stars. That's right. Yeah, yeah uh, she'd be all right. There you go. You know, you know I, I, I once said something about Hanson, Pauline Hanson on radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got an enormous amount of in inverted commas feedback. But I stand by what I say. Right. What did you say? Not, not now, but when she first appeared in politics, mm. I would have given her one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably would have. Uh, you, mean you, know, a, you mean a vote? No, definitely not a vote. <laughs> not yeah, my, <laughs> yes. It's not my cup of tea, but politically, uh, even though I've got to say, I said this about Pauline Hanson, probably eight-tenths of the things that she says I really agree with. Yeah. Two tenths, I think, are just ridiculous, and I almost, I almost think that she should distance herself from some of her comments. I mean, you know, that Burke stunt I thought was ridiculous, not, not dignified. But I've got to say, eight tenths of the things that she stands for and votes for, I agree. Fair the, enough. The two tenths, the two tenths will never get my vote. Yeah. And I thought with eight tenths agreement. You know, if I wasn't with my missus, I'd give her eight ten. You know what? You know, you know who I forgot, Ken? Oh no, Julia Bishop. Now there is a good, fine-looking woman. Now she's not in politics anymore. So you've you've gone outside the oh well. I suppose Julia's not in politics anymore either, is she? And Natasha's not either. Gladys is. Yeah. Okay. No. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, Julian no. Bishop. I'll be sending her a picture of myself to Savo. <laughs> well, what an idiot! I just yeah, because you've been you 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 you're, uh, you're kind of uh, your traction on social media is and your attention to social media at the moment is unbelievable. Tony Tardio put up a uh, a post the other day, uh, the three AW newsreader, and he posted on Twitter. Did I hear correctly? Did I hear uh, Fiona Patton say that she is bonked? at the Victorian State Parliament, the place where elected people go to represent the interests of their constituents. And then underneath that, some fellow called Brian Mannix um, <laughs> put on Twitter, as long as they cleaned up afterwards, I say let them root. <laughs> <laughs> and who said, who said Twitter was a, you know, social swill of, of, of unrequired comments? Goodness gracious. <laughs> Man, oh, what are you doing, Brian? You're turning this excellent podcast from rock and roll into f***ing troll. <laughs> well, you know, these days, a lot of people only getting into, into politics for the sex. You know, like, I want to become a minister so I can get a, so I can get a bit of action. Oh. <laughs> oh, goodness me. Yes, our, our elected representatives. Well, we've just begun. Yes, that's right. And it'll go from, we'll do a Benny Hill here, it'll go from being called an election to an erection. Uh, that's, that, uh, <laughs> that can only be moments away. I remember when Benny used to do the... Um, <laughs> the Chinese, Chinese, Chinese character, yeah. You have erection. Um, now, we he, should... He actually, I remember that character. Yep. And, of course, you could never do it oh, nowadays. Could you imagine? But oh. I used to love the Benny Hill show when I was a kid. Me it too. the highlight of my week. Sunday night, we'd get takeaway food, which was a highlight. Yeah. Um, and... I remember a couple of places we got takeaway food from. They don't make places like this anymore. Down on Warrigal Road, I think you head down Centre Road, there was Ollie Trolley's was oh. a chicken place. You, you bought chicken out of a, a tram. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Or there was a or there was a fishing ship joint. There was a giant. It was like a giant fish bowl. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Yes. You know that's how to do it. That's, that's, how, that's how to feed people. But so I remember one set character, you know, he used to get interviewed by the interviewer was, yeah, Harry McGee. Yes. And, yes. And he asked him, and and where's your good wife? And he goes, oh, at a raid in a hostile area. He goes, that's <laughs> terrible. At a raid in a hostile area? He goes, no, at a raid in a hostile area. <laughs> and I'm thinking about, at a raid, Australia, you stupid <laughs> Another one he did too. At a raid, Australia. Another one he did too is like, and where are you from? I'm from Peking. You're from Peking in China. No, Peking in those windows. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, you couldn't get you, know, you couldn't do it these days. But I must admit, at the time, I found I found Benny Hill hysterical, and it was we were the same. Funny, sit around with my mum and dad, and we watched the show. My little brother and we watched the show every week, and my dad would just sit back and laugh and laugh. It was great. I loved it. Well, the whole yeah, the whole family would watch it. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Died. Vicky Dido. <laughs> yes. Um, and the, the songs. The only bit I didn't like was 
Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Ladybird dancers. Oh, oh. yes. Yeah, some, some other act that I wasn't interested in, but. Yeah. Uh, do you remember, now, this will take you back, boys. Do you remember yeah. getting Chinese takeaway when you had to take your own pot? No, uh, that wasn't I something I, I remember doing. doing it, yeah. Yes, we did. We, yeah. I remember exactly where we went, near the train line on North Road. There was a Chinese down uh, an arcade, not the famous in China that came and went, but another one. And we'd go there and we'd get a big, uh, like, we'd take our saucepans and we'd get one saucepan with fried rice, yeah. one with beef and black beans, and one with sweet and sour. And that was it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember doing that, but but I I might not have been on the on the food run with my dad in the car when he might have done that. I, but I don't remember doing that. But that might be because yeah, at that at that age when we were doing that, I was we were in Queensland. I don't know that they did that in Queensland. Yeah, I remember even as a kid thinking, "Why don't we take the bigger saucepan?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want more. <laughs> I want more. Yeah, yeah, down but, there, long down there with a bucket. Yeah, but I don't think it worked like that. Yeah, they, they never used to have takeaway containers. That was funny. Very strange. Probably better for the environment too. What a I good, bet it was. Good point. Yeah, no plastic containers to put your Chinese food in. You put it in your pot. That's a oh, very yeah. good point, Brian, Mr. Well, Mr. Eco-Friend. Well, now, tell Gladys you've come up with that idea and she'll probably – that'll that'll get your points in the book. I'll say, look, I've come up with a few ideas I'd like to run past you, <laughs> you know, to, to help you out. Yes. But I've got a few ideas, you know. I've got more than just the – the pot at the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. Sh- yeah. I'm sure you'd be well did. advised to listen to me. Well, she would because uh, I must admit, though, I have to say, um, Sydney's come up with the with the best COVID nineteen breach I've ever heard of uh, in the whole time. In this eighteen months, we've been going through all this rubbish. Uh, they had two nude sunbathers yesterday. Two men. All right. Who, who were sunbathing oh. on a beach on the south coast? They were st- <laughs> over this. They were startled by a deer. So somehow the deers got on the beach and startled them, and, uh, and so they've run off. The two nude blokes have run off into the national park, where they then got lost. Right, so they've got no clothes on. <laughs> They're startled by a deer. They run into the national park, which obviously abuts the um, the uh, the beach. And then the SES and police had to be called choppers. The whole deal, uh, and they were um, oh. in the end they were fined under COVID nineteen laws because. Uh, bathing nude on a beach is not a good enough reason to leave home, so they copped a thousand dollar fine. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. You said it abuts the beach. I reckon a couple one of those places are abutting the other block. Yeah. Is this one of those ones that end up they were being chased by a deer and they tripped over and one <laughs> no, landed, no. one landed on a baseball bat and the other one. <laughs> Just and the other one fell on top of the other guy, got stuck on him, and they had to go to the hospital to get the baseball bat out. That's their story and their ticket. Yeah. No, there was no uh, Dyson stick vacuums involved in this at all. Um, no, <laughs> no, there was no retrieving of anything except the two naked men in the middle of a national park. So, uh, well, what I heard, Kev, oh, Kev what go. I heard, oh, oh, yeah, here we go. was when the S- when the SES got there, mm-hmm. they found one of the blokes. Chock a block up the other one. <laughs> so Brian. And they said what and they said, no, this was this was read in the paper. You can read it in the paper, oh, And they said to him, What are you doing? And he said, Oh, my mate he's had a heart attack. And I said, Well, shouldn't you be giving him CPR? 
And then his mate said, how do you reckon all this got started? <laughs> huh? Oh, Jesus. Maybe don't run that one past Gladys. I don't I wouldn't, I wouldn't use that in the uh, in, when you when you're chatting. Small talk over dinner. Small talk over dinner. Yes. I mean, I, I heard I heard the same story and really, yeah, because one of the guys was posting and said, "Yeah, well, they caught us like that," and he was asked, "Well, weren't you fine for social distancing?" And he said, "I don't want to boast, but no." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't think you'll be sending any uh, any photos or messages to Mother Teresa based on the last five minutes of this podcast, Mannix. Oh, Jesus, um, only she was alive. Oh, stop it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, can we talk football? Goodness sake. Yeah. Anything, anything. Let's talk football. Um, all right. Uh, last week, now we all went different ways about getting this, but believe it or not, uh, all three of us got five. Yeah. Now that, now, that included me tipping the Cats and you both tipping the Lions, all of us missing Richmond, um, including oh. including the St Kilda supporter amongst us, and I don't blame him for not tipping his own team. That makes perfect sense. Um, you went, you took a punt on the Suns, Brian, and that didn't do you any good. Um, nope. Finally took a punt on Collingwood, and that didn't do him any good. You, no. you Brian, had a, 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 kept the faith with Essendon, and that didn't do you any good. No. Uh, Finey uh, thought, uh, and I thought, that the Giants might beat the Hawks, but you actually picked the Hawks. Yeah. And how that happened. Um, Finey missed on the Eagles, and we both went for the Western Bulldogs. And uh, Finey was the odd man out in the Carlton one. He picked Carlton, and we picked Adelaide. So in the end, after all that, we all got five. So... Interesting round of footy and another interesting round coming up. Hey, finally, how do you explain the Saints, mate? I mean, they're just – it is it, – it from the outside, and, and I don't follow them and I don't know, you know, team changes and injuries and strategies and all that, but just week-by-week week results and watching little little bits and pieces here and there, what a nightmare they are to follow. <laughs> Not last week. I've got to say they played well. I've pointed this out. I've made it clear to people. Last year, our greatest asset, and Kevin, you should know this because it absolutely was key to beating you in the final, was the combination of Marshall and Ryder. Correct. They have played three full games together this year, and in those games, until they are three and zero. Oh, okay. Ooh. There you go. Yeah, um, no, they a massive difference. A, makes a big difference because when they play together, first of all, Ryder gets to rack the optimum number of minutes that he can be effective for. And let me tell you, when he's right, he's the best cap ruckman in the comp. You know, mm. you can have Matanui, you can have Gorn. He is magnificent. Yep. And yeah. Ray Martin comes in the ruck. He's never beaten in the ruck. And against Richmond, even though it was his first game back, at key points, he was just grabbing the ball in the ruck and kicking it 40 metres forward. Up forward, Marshall is an accurate kick of goal. That didn't come to play, but they both need good, tall opponents, and they always bring the ball to ground. So Butler is immensely better when they play. Um, so that's the starter. And the other thing is Richmond were terrible. Even mm. when they had the ball, and how, how often in the last four years have you seen them miss so many targets? And that draws the other team into the game. So it makes 
if you're fumbling, if you're kicking the ball to players who have to go back five yards to market, that draws players into the contest. And by halfway through the second quarter, we were in the same position we were against Adelaide. And it was a real case of fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Yep. They would have had their ears still ringing from, the, from that loss. And they weren't going to make that mistake twice. So they kept their heads over the, you know, nose over the ball and, and they won the game. Yep. I'm not surprised, I'm not surprised once we had that lead that they weren't going to surrender it because of, of what happened in Cairns the previous time we played. So think that's about, how it happened. The thing about Ryder and Marshall is Ryder and Marshall make your little blokes much better because they give them time and space. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the hit-out work is so good by Marshall. Yep. Look, uh, by uh, Ryder, I should say. Uh, you know, he was not at Port Adelaide for long. His last year at Port Adelaide, he got injured. You know, the year before that, he was already early 30s. He, he was all Australia. Yep, yeah, he was too. That, people forget that. That was the year, by the way, that we led Port Adelaide with 20 seconds to go on the clock in Adelaide for the first time ever, and he tapped the ball from a boundary throwing so brilliantly to Robbie Gray, and then Gray took two big steps and kicked it through for a goal. Now, you don't need to remind and Hilda fans how good rider is, and you probably don't need to remind Brian that at his best he was a good player. No, he was terrific. We used to use him mainly as a forward, and then yeah, on, right. Anzac, on Anzac Day one day, um, I think our Ruckman, Bell uh, Chambers or something, got sick or injured, and he had to play tap ruck, and um, he was sensational. And I think Simon Madden was actually coaching him at the time, uh, doing the ruck coaching, and um, he said, that, you know, he's the best tap ruckman we've got. And um, that's turned out to be very, very true. Well, well it's, done um, to the Saints. Now, the, the other part of the question on that is, are the Tigers gone finally on what you saw? Yeah, they can't win the flag. Look, Volta is still out for the pretty much the year, even though it's not the dreaded knee. Broad's now going to be out for six weeks. Yep. And I'll tell you what, he was, he's turned into one of their better defenders. Agree. No, they can't win that. They're not going to win it. Oh. Yep. I was thinking if that game between St Kilda and Richmond was a horse race, do you reckon there'd be a massive inquiry and everybody would be getting swabbed? <laughs> oh, yeah. You wouldn't. You wouldn't they, if that was a horse race, yeah. they would have been at the pit trough before they were down, you know, as they were going down the race. You, you know how they get horses to take a sample, give a sample? No. Right. So when, when a, a fold is broken in, Let's say number two, the first time that a, a racehorse has human contact, whenever the people around the horse see it taking a, a piss, they start whistling. Oh. Or at least they should. So by the time by the time it's two year old, if you if, if you're around a racehorse and you do you know, you start a strong whistle, it's sort of Pavlov's dog's reaction and the horse hopefully starts pissing because you can, you know, you want to get a, a urine sample of a horse, the poor vet or the poor guy taking the swab, he might be there for nine hours on yep. you can encourage it. So you just whistle? Well, well, that is a very common occurrence. The, the first thing they'll do is whistle. And they've got this long, it's like a, a long label that they hold 
hold under the horse to get a urine sample. Um, imagine 22 guys from a starter walking around with labels whistling. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a Benny Hill sketch, I reckon. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and if, uh, you, 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 know, you know how to make, you know how to make me take Take a piece. Uh, um, uh, neither Brian or I really want to answer that question. <laughs> so, so you you put me somewhere where I can't get out, like a meeting, yep, or a long car trip, yep, or it's like if an elevator got stuck. The first thing I'd need to do would be take a piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know people exactly like that. I know people exactly. I think my wife would fall into that category. Um, now, if we're talking about horses, we're equating the horses to uh, to football teams and footballers. Um, surely the Gold Coast Suns, unfortunately, would be put out to the knackery, wouldn't they, based on their latest performances? Yeah, possibly. So I'll send them to Tasmania. Well, they, but, can't, you know, they won't be doing that. Um, well, see, they're pretty keen getting a Tassie team in, which I reckon is a great thing. Yeah. Yeah, of course, the Tony Cochran. The Gold Coast chairman. The syllable. Yeah. Tony. What's he doing buying in about Tasmanian football? <laughs> well, them that they can't, can't have a team. Well, he's got as, as as much right to speak his mind as a Jeff Kennett or a, uh, you know, any one of the other presidents. I can't remember half of them now because they've all changed this year. Um, I, dis- I disagree with that. If your team is actually financially fluid, or fair enough. But if your team is hemorrhaging money, left, right and centre, to be pointing the finger at Tassie is a bit rich, like Hawthorne, they're, uh, you know, they make profit. Yeah, okay. I, I reckon if you dress like Happy Hammond, you shouldn't have an opinion on anything. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're talking funny. That's a very good point. It's a very good point. Besides it, quit. Isn't he? Isn't he a uh, former like uh, big event promoter, like uh, music festivals and stuff like that? Didn't he used to do that work in that area? Maybe he's oh. a very successful businessman. But yeah, I've got a feeling he. Yeah, but yeah. but so so Clive Palmer, and I wouldn't let Clive Palmer <laughs> run the run the merry-go-round of the kids' carnival. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They're not mutually exclusive. You know, they're not mutually inclusive. Brave and money. It's, it's, some people are very good at business, and that's what they're good at. Yeah, I agree. Hey, on the Tassie thing, um, they've got to get they've, they've got to be able to be find out. Well, they've got to be able to be uh, field a team of uh, a good enough team. Not that that seems to matter in some cases. Um, the sticking point for me is that they've got to unite Tasmania as a as a state uh, uh, back in the one team because there's a lot of um, lot of infighting. Why do they have to do that? Hang on, hang on. Why do they have to do that? Well, because they need, they, they need that. CWS would have 3,000 paying members, or, uh, paying spectators, or what, at best. They get so many freebies, and even when they play there, against Carlton, they were in GWS. That, they, there were more Carlton supporters in GWS, so they don't need more than 3,000. Gold Coast Suns have never got a crowd. I don't even believe their crowd figures, but now they're around 7,000. So I can guarantee you Tasmania will get a lot more than that. All right, if you're going to bring logic into the argument, then I've, I'm buggered. 
they've been playing football for they've been playing football for 150 years. No, I agree. They've got. I've got to have a team, but I did. They've just. They've got to. In this day and age, you've got to tick the boxes of uh, have having. They've got a good. They've got a couple of good grounds. Um, we did see a very big crowd there the other week with that Essendon Hawthorne game. I, I admit that. I think they. I think it's a football state. One of their problems. One of their problems at the moment is producing footballers. They're not producing the footballers to the rate that they were previously. Um, that that's something that's got to be looked at, but that'll probably come if you if you put a team down there, it'll probably come as yeah, well. Bloody yeah. The other argument, the other argument against them is that they won't get the sponsorship, and I think that's just ridiculous because if you're a Tasmanian company, you'd want to be all over it, and you know what does the um, the the Sheffield Shield team do? I bet they've got sponsors. Well, I think Tassel, um, the the salmon the salmon mob sponsor. I think the the Big Bash. Franchise, don't they? I think. Yeah, yeah. Cadbury's from Cadbury's down in Tasmania. They're, they've got a couple of very good breweries. Yes, folks. Yeah, yeah. But, but beyond that, they should be in the comp. It's, first of all, all right, at the moment, they the football down there is a bit down, but put them in the comp, it'll get better. There are still quite a few Tasmanian footballers going around. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, I know that. You know, there, are, there, are, there are certainly... Footballers from Tasmania who can play. Um, uh, is it? I think the, the guy from Gold Coast. Um, oh, yeah, he hasn't. Um, number one, but he, he came from Adelaide. Uh, uh, yeah, no, he, he tackled. He tackled people. Oh, yeah, I remember his name. Come on, Finey. Come on, Finey. <laughs> come on, Finey. Oh, it'll come to me in a minute. He's Tasmania, but but there are a few decent Tasmania footballers. There have been brilliant Tasmanian footballers. Oh, we know that. Absolutely. We, we, you know, the Tasmanian team of the century reads magnificently. Yep. Well, um, I heard Robert Shaw on the radio on the weekend uh, talking about the 1990, I think it was, Tassie team that beat the Vicks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and there was a team back in the back in the 60s, if they were allowed to, if, Tasman, if footy was state of origin, boy, it would have been interesting. Oh, the, you know, because, yeah. Because, because Tassie would have... That a fantastic thing. You know, there, there was a point there they had Hudson, Haas, Stewart, Baldock, yeah. and others. Don't get me wrong. You know, Burden Howell. Yep. Um, boy, they would have had a team and a half. Yep. But, but, and also, they'd be interesting. Tassie's a great place to go. You'd think by nature there'd be a tough team. It might be a wet, wet. And you've seen that North and Hawthorne, who are struggling, play much better down in Tassie just because they've got used to the conditions down there, north particularly. You know, they've, mm. they've had two and a half wins this year. They've all been in Tassie. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, give them a team. It'll be good for the comp, interesting. People get behind it. Don't worry about that. And the AFL's happy to take a hit on Gold Coast and GWS. Now, I'm, I'm really glad that Gil McLaughlin is proactive on this. Because there was an absolute reason, and it was a financial reason of the most cynical type that prevented them being looked at as a team under the Andrew Dimitriou regime. And you know what their big problem was in Tassie? No. No. Committed eyeballs. Now, I know that sounds like a punk rock band from the 70s. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) I like it. But the fact is, they went chasing new eyeballs because, of course, 
you don't need to go to the footy to be valuable to the uh, other side. Yeah, you need yeah. to watch footy and subscribe to Fox Footy yep. or Foxtel because of the football. So Greater Western Sydney, which by its very name, Greater Western Sydney, there's no suburb Greater Western Sydney. Yeah. It's a growth corridor. What a, what a repulsive name for a football team. You know, it, it's not even a suburb or, or a, a region that people could identify with in terms of the name. It's a proposed growth corridor where more people are coming. Something something sort of Greater Western Sydney is the construct of a of, of the money people, of, of ec- economists. Yeah. Um, nobody there was watching football or had Fox footy on their mind. And Gold Coast, people had turned off weren't watching anything. So there were uncommitted eyeballs. The problem with Tassie was, even though they didn't have a team, the uptake for subscriber viewing because of Fox footy or the ratings for the free-to-air were so strong that they said, well, we don't need to put a team down there. They're already watching yeah, the football. Yeah, we've already got them. Yeah, that is. That's... What a cynical, what a... What a Cynical and financially grubby way to do your business. Yeah, no, it's a very good point. What Tasmania should do to get a team is to go approach the A-League about getting a soccer team. And if soccer gives them a team down there, you watch the AFL, I'll be down there in a flash. (laughs) And I think we should probably have a look at Canberra too, because Canberra used to be a football state. Right? Yeah. I'd go Tassie before well, I, mean, I go Canberra. I oh, know Canberra, Canberra oh, yeah, I, produced, I think. Didn't James Hurd come out of Canberra? I think he did. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if it's a national competition, you probably should have the capital, isn't it? Well, how about the Northern Territory? Well, it'd be hot. Oh, but wow. It'd be interesting because it, it, have it, a it gave that team an opportunity to put together a, not totally, but give them some advantages with Indigenous footballers. Yeah. They play so well together. One yeah. exciting and different football team that would be. Oh, wow. They, <laughs> and they should be called the Darwin Bombers because of World War II. Hey. No, no? I'm not sure that's politically <laughs> I'm not sure that's politically correct there, Brian, whether that one would get I mean, I had, I had a crazy oh. idea. I had a crazy idea for a top-end team. Now, now this yeah. particular region is in northern WA, right. but but you could call it the team from the top end encompassing really Northern Territory and, and maybe even um, the aspirations of Northern Queensland who are very strong in football. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can call it Fitzroy Crossing and have the old Fitzroy colours ah. and try and, and, try and uh, attract Fitzroy fans. Ah. That's not bad. Okay. Yeah, no, that's... Fitzroy back in the team. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because that's, that's been just been one of the sticking points, hasn't it? Bring a nineteenth team in, you have a, a, a sloppy. Uh, not that we haven't got one already fixture. But yeah. if you, you've got to bring a twentieth uh, team in. Yeah. Actually, the top end team. Uh, there's a lot of. There's a lot to like about that. And you've you've convinced me about Tasmania. I now have no reservations whatsoever. I mean, I've always loved the idea and uh, always um, always thought they'd produce some. 
God, when I heard that, Robert Shaw going through that 1990s team and uh, the, the blokes were in that, that was a hell of a team. No wonder they beat the Vicks. Yeah, Richardson, Matthew Armstrong, remember him? Yeah, good little player for Fitzroy. The, the Gales. Little bloke, the Gales. Lynch, Barwick. Um, uh, who's, who's the guy, Steve Wallace, was it? Some played the, the Bulldogs? No. No, no, he's not. Stevie's a Lee and Gaffer boy. Now we had the McPherson yeah, boys not. came out of Tassie. Simon Atkins yeah. uh, and his brother came out of Tassie. Um, Darren Pritchard was, I think, captain of that 1990 team. Um, Rodney Ede came out of Tasmania. There's some uh, – Benny Brown of recent times. There's been some terrific footballers come out of Tassie. No, you've, you've got me, Finey. You've convinced me. Yeah. The only thing is, you know, people are talking about what the jumper would look, look like. And I don't know about you, Brian, but oh, I'm go. very keen on seeing the map. I'm, I'm very keen on seeing the jumper with the map of Tassie on it. Oh, Jesus. Yes, yes. <laughs> And I think it should be dark oh. green. Oh, yeah. Perhaps. And would you call them the apple? The Tasmanian apple? Nah, doesn't really sound no. very good. I'm just, I was worried there you were going to go into the alternate, uh, the away strip there for a minute, Finey, but fortunately you didn't. All right. Your away, well, strip, just a, your away <laughs> strip just a Brazilian. Yeah, I mean. That's where I'll I thought you were going anyway. Yeah, I'll tell you uh, what. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you saw the map of Tassie? I haven't seen one for years. There's a whole generation that's never seen one. Correct. Yeah. Let's get to the tips. Yeah. I said tips. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, all right. So the Gold Coast Suns, we start Thursday night. I like Thursday night footy. Um, I didn't, yeah, I did too. I, I didn't at the, at the start, but I do now. I actually quite like it now. Um, I prefer Thursday night football to the late Sunday afternoon game. I hate the late Sunday afternoon game. Yeah. Um, yep. So let's get to Thursday. Uh, Gold Coast Suns take on Richmond. Surely, even though they're going bad, surely we're all going for the Tigers. Yes. I don't hear you say no, Finey, so I'm assuming that you're going for the Tigers. Even with Hugh Greenwood, <laughs> that was the player I couldn't remember, Huey Greenwood. Huey Greenwood, no. yeah. He's Tasmanian. Oh, is he um, boy? I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, I'm going to go for the Tigers. Right. Uh, Geelong play Essendon Friday night at GMHBA Stadium. Now, Brian, GMHBA Stadium, given that Essendon yeah. hasn't been there since 1993, you go down the highway, you go past Werribee, you go over the Westgate Bridge, mm-hmm. you go past Werribee, you go past Lara, you go past Avalon Airport on the left-hand side, and you keep going, yep. and there's this yep. place down there called Geelong. Right? right? It's actually a city. Uh-huh. It's the city of Geelong. And you wind uh-huh. your way through there and you'll see this big thing that's got big light towers on it. That's GMHBA right. Stadium. That's that's where you're heading on Friday night. Can you win? Well, I can't believe this- with those directions, he'll turn up and end up at the refinery. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I, I think it's a smaller ground than what we'd probably like. Oh, it's um, Because we use, well, we're a pretty pacey team. Right. Um, but as I said, I think we were, you know, we were a bit stiff last week with uh, Melbourne. Um, Tip and Woody should have got a free kick when he held, the, got that guy in the goal square. Should have yeah, been great. a goal. Yep. And the hundred meter penalty we got that was ridiculous. Well, be so quiet. Don't mouth without off to the, the umpires, umpires. Without the umpires, we would have won by a point. Mm. Um, so there I go bashing the umpires again. Well, Devin Smith um, was doing a Brian Mannix impersonation. He was mouthing off to the umpires. That's why he got the fifty. Well. Why he was mouthing off at the umpire? Because he was doing a it Brian Mannix impersonation. It was a ridiculous fifty that he gave in the first place, and he said, "What the hell is that for?" 
and then connected oh, with another yeah, that, fish. Yeah, that's what he said. He said, what the hell's that for? Of course he did. Are you tipping well, them I or did. not? Yes, I am. I told you they were going to get a big scalp in the next two weeks, and this is it. Right. I'm going for Geelong, Finey. It's amazing that, that they haven't played there since 1993. It's, it's staggering. Yeah. Well, what number? What's the capacity? It's 35,000. Yeah, have played at the gym, you get 55,000. So? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying it's a, long, it's a long time off. So, you know, the last time that they played there, I'll give you an idea how long ago it was. The last time they played there, Dustin Fletcher was playing his 14th game of football. Oh, God. Wow. Um, he's been retired for a couple of years and he played 400. Phew. Just Amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Are you going for Geelong? Um, yeah. Yeah, I am, I, am, I am going for Geelong. By the way, there's this great website mm-hmm. that compares things that happened in the same year that you'd never imagined. Right. Do you know that the year Star Wars came out was the yeah. year that France, um, the France had their last execution by guillotine? What? Yep, 1977. I was going to say, that's the mid-70s, mid to late 70s. They were knocking people's heads off still. Yep, yep, yep. Last execution by guillotine in France. Good God. I love it. <laughs> I love a good guillotine. At least that's what the website said. <laughs> what is the website? I don't know. My wife was reading me these things off the last night. I'll find out the names. Yeah, okay. They yeah. would give, they would, they're, they're things that you never, never imagined. Did you know that when, that when the American Civil War was on, there were still samurai fighting in Japan? The samurai were still warriors in Japan when the Americans were in the Civil War. Oh, wow. Yeah, things like that. You just sort of the end of one year at the start of another. Yeah. Quite interesting. Okay. I wonder if you go to a guillotining, you have to book a ticket check or <laughs> and how much does it cost to get in or what's, what's the story Wait, there? What is it per head? That's ah. <laughs> very good. Do you pay per head? I, no. I remember, remember one of those carry-on movies. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. Carry on the revolution or whatever. They were going to guillotine Sid Jones of character's head off. Yeah. And somebody ran up and said, Monsieur, Monsieur, a letter for you. And he said, just put it in the basket. I'll read it later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The carry-on movies. God, I haven't watched one of them in a long time. That would be an education in in politically incorrectness, if there's such a word. Oh, yeah. That's how I went. Boobs were funny. Yeah, Barbara Windsor. Um, yep. Yes. <laughs> Poor old Barbara. All right. Um, where are we? Um, so, hang on. You're going for Essendon, Brian, and uh, Fanny and I yep. both come for Geelong. Uh, yep. Saturday's games. Melbourne take on the the Greater Western Sydney. Yeah, you're right. That is a stupid name. Uh, Giants at the G, I believe. I think a lot of games will be played at the G in the next couple of weeks. Uh, who are you tipping, Brian? Melbourne, who beat your mob last week, or the Giants, who lost last week? I think we'll go with um, the Demons. The Demons. I'm going the Demons. I think the Giants are gone now. That's them done. Uh, Finey? Yeah. Surely we should rename Melbourne. If it's GWS, it should be the CBD versus GWS. <laughs> so I'll go, for the, I'll go for the CBD. The CBD. Have you, noticed, have you noticed the GWS has 
colours are exactly the same as BWS, beer wine and spirit, orange, white and grey. Call them the BWS Giants. The BWS Giants. There's your sponsor. There you go. So it's, yeah. the, it's the CBD versus BWS. What more could you ask the for? B- the the cent- beer, wine and spirit Giants. Yeah, against the central bottle department. <laughs> I'll do. Cover that. All right. Um, now, where are we? Adelaide Crows and Brisbane Lions uh, in Adelaide uh, on, well, at the moment, uh, as we speak, it's in Adelaide. Adelaide's in a bit of a lockdown, isn't it? I'm not sure whether Brisbane. No, are. I think they're. I think they're okay. But Brisbane's got to get out of Brisbane. I'm not. Uh, well, well, anyway, um, yeah. as I, as I've said previously, you have the right to change your tip right up until the start of the game just by sending me a text. I'm happy to change it if the venue's been changed or whatever. So, Crows and Lions, Brian, who are you going for? Uh, I think I'll go for the Lions. Yeah, me too. They look really good last week. They were very good last week. Finally, yeah. do you like the Lions? There's a lot to like. I like them. Going to tip them. Danaher played well. Oh, Don't tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the dive. What about the dive? Ah, oh, what are you trying to prove? Seriously, Greg Leganis would have been proud of that. Yeah, he could have played soccer with that. Yep. Yep. Oh, well. It was a dreadful, dreadful dive. Um, Frio take on Carlton at Optus Stadium uh, on Saturday night. Uh, Dockers or Carlton, Mr Mannix? Well, since John Worsfold started helping Carlton, they've got progressively worse. <laughs> so I'll be going for the Dockers. <laughs> right. Uh, Finey? Yeah. You know, if Joe Danaher played for Fremantle, what they'd be called? No. No. The Fremantle Duckers. <laughs> yes. Okay. The Fremantle Duckers. <laughs> yes, I like that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going for Freo. Freo. Yep, Freo for me yep. too. Freo for me. Does that one win fix Carlton up for you or you're still jury out, Finey? What? <laughs> I mean, seriously. They beat Adelaide by 10 points. They got the staggers. They had a great second quarter. Don't get me wrong. That does nothing to alleviate. The, the problem with Carlton is that they're not terrible, but they're just not good enough to make the eight. And yep. every year, any improvement is glacier-like in its movement. You know, that, that's the big problem. You know, be great or be shit. Don't be stuck in the middle, for yep. goodness sake. And Carlton just proved on the weekend exactly how middle of the road they are. No, that's not what they want. Who, uh, who do you reckon is more likely to have their job next year, David Teague or uh, or Stewie Jew? Oh, Stewie Jew is more likely to have it, but I, I think they're both in trouble. Yeah. I, mean, I, think, I think Leon Cameron could be in a bit of trouble too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a – Yeah, he could be. They're not going anywhere. They've been all right. But, yeah, they've been okay for the first time of the year. Some injuries, they did well, but – to only get two points out of the two games between Hawthorne and North don't read well. Doesn't read well. No. Um, yeah, all good points. But, yeah, I think team's finished. Okay. We know Carlton. We know Carlton always emphasise about, yeah, well, you know, the well, Messiah. They've got a Messiah complex. Do you reckon Ross Lyon, is Ross Lyon the most likely one for you to get that Carlton job, Bonnie? I, I reckon up. All right. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I'd say yes. Yeah. Brian, I think the, fa- the fact that he said in the paper that there's some little guy from Fremantle which would be perfect for Carlton's midfield, 
made me think there might have already been a bit of chat. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, and I think Choco Williams should go to Collingwood. I think he's the best fit for them. Okay. Anyway. All right. Uh, I reckon Sam Mitchell for Collingwood. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, now, Hawthorne, where Sam Mitchell currently works and where Burgoyne will play his 400th game this week, take on Port Adelaide at Marvel Stadium on Saturday night. Uh, the Hawks have been good the last couple of games, but are they good enough to beat Port Adelaide, Mr Fine? Yeah, you'd be tempted to pick them. You really would because they, they've been good. They've got a brilliant young player in that back line, Will Day. Boy, is he a good footballer. Yep. Um, again, by sort of forced their hand... They were giving this young ruckman, Ned Reeves, a run, but now they've realised, you know what? Two good ruckmen go a long way. So they've looked at a lot better with McAvoy and Segler in the team. Yeah. Oh, I am tempted, but surely Port won't lose to Hawthorne. I wouldn't have thought so. I'll, I'll tip Port. I'll tip Port. Yep, I'm going for Port. Brian? I'll have the Port had led to this. Is that just because you're an Essendon supporter and you hate Hawthorne, or is that based on the fact that you actually really no. no? I think um, I think that um, no, I think they'll win. I, I, I only picked Hawthorne last week because who did they play? GWS. Oh yeah, so I wanted GWS to lose because that suits Essendon better. Oh, that's ah, you there we go. Now, see, that's what I was going to say. I was just going to make the point that we've done six games so far, and you're yet to mention any ramifications any of your tips will have on on Essendon's ability to make the eight. Well, we haven't got to Sydney yet. Okay, right. Okay, well, we're about to. So we're all going for Port Adelaide. Let's go to Sydney Swans up against the West Coast Eagles playing at GMHBA Stadium in Geelong, Brian. So you can stay down down there and watch the Swans the next day play the Eagles. And who do you think will win? I think the Eagles will probably win. Really? Well, I hope Sydney loses. I need them to lose if Essendon's going to have any chance. I don't think we do, but anyway. There you go. But no, I think the Giants. Uh, not the Giants, the Eagles. Needed that justification. Now, uh, who do you like in this one? Because the Eagles, didn't the Eagles get – Geelong pumped the Eagles there earlier in the year, didn't they? Oh, they, the Eagles go terrible down. Yeah, they flogged them. Mm. So who are you tipping, Finey? I'm tipping the Swans. Me too. Whoa. Me too. I don't think they're going. Do. I don't think I don't think the Swans are going great, but I think uh, the Eagles. I thought uh, the Bulldogs gave them a, a shellacking um, on Sunday. I thought they were very ordinary. Uh, the Eagles, and I thought we were very good, but I thought the Eagles were ordinary. Uh, and I don't think they'll travel well to um, to Geelong. I think they'll get flogged. Thank uh, you. Collingwood take on St Kilda. Robert Harvey's second game against his old team. Uh, the I guess the the enigmatic would be the best description of St Kilda Finney. So are you tipping them to beat the Pies? Yes, I am. Woohoo. And so am I. What about And I'll en- I'll enjoy the game far more by barricading to St Kilda, so I'll have the Saints as well. Right. And to finish off, uh Marvel Stadium, uh, the four forty Sunday afternoon game, the one that it I is. mentioned earlier that I hate. Uh the Bulldogs are at home to North Melbourne. I think we'd be Western Bulldogging all the way around, wouldn't we? Yes, we would. Based on their marvellous performance against the Eagles in Perth and that uh, shell of a stadium over there, Piney? Yeah. Oh, they were good last week, the doggies. Gee, they were good. Weren't Boys, they? did they put their hands up for the flag? They just really, you know, a game that they had to win and they were so impressive. Could have won by more. Um, the Bulldogs all lacked North Melbourne. 
Yeah, I th- I, well, they should. Uh, all things being equal, they get, should. How, how do you get to play them twice? Fair income. I mean, you're a good team. You made the finals. You know, oh. St Kilda's repeat games are against Richmond, <laughs> West Coast, Geelong, and Sydney. And I don't know who your other games are against, but you've already beaten North by 100 points this year, haven't you? Uh, well, uh, well, it's a, as I said, it's a sloppy draw. I mentioned earlier in the program it's a sloppy draw. I, I'm not, I don't do the draw. You know, I'm, but I'm happy to take whatever it is that the AFL offer up to us. Okay, and I, I, I'm a bit of a pedant, Kevin. A draw, by definition, is a random selection. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Well, it's certainly this, not that. This, uh, this is a fixture, not a draw. Yeah, no, okay. No, that's a very good point because it is not a random selection of games spread across 23 weeks of the year. It is the most uh, well-thought-out, marketing-planned uh, bang-for-your-buck yep. that you'll ever see in your entire life. Um, the unfortunate thing is for the AFL that COVID has thrown it uh, under the bus and uh, they've had to do things like play the Swans and the West Coast Eagles uh, at GMHBA Stadium and play in front of a, a no crowd at all last week because I, I would assume that that, uh, that stadium last weekend uh, for the Doggies and, uh, and the West Coast would have been pretty close to full. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they have had their uh, their challenges. So the way the tips sit at the moment uh, before this round is, Brian, you're on 70, finally on 80 and I'm on 81. So it's still pretty tight at the top of the ladder there. Now, now before we do head into our 1985 chart, which is hilarious, mm-hmm. um, I've got a couple of footy quiz questions. And I reckon, Kevin, you're the only person I know could possibly have a chance of getting correct. Oh, okay. Well, Brian's pretty good. Brian knows his stuff. All right, have, have a go at this. Mm-hmm. Now, in what position are the Preston Bullants on the VFL ladder? They won a game. They beat Carlton on the weekend. So yep. I'm assuming that they are now not on the bottom. So hang on, there's two, how many teams in that comp now? I can't no, remember. No, that's the thing. You can't. They are on the bottom. Are they? You can't stay on the bottom. I want to know what position there is. Oh, God. There is, are there 22 teams in that comp? I reckon they're 22nd. <laughs> Brilliant. For the first time ever, an, an Australian rules team is 22nd on the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it, it, is a bit, it is a bit out there, I must admit. Oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> imagine I'm, saying that. Imagine saying that. Look, we're, we're not great. We're in 21st. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we're off the bottom. Yeah. Um, and then the other one for, for both of you, in the Victorian Football League, who are the top two teams? The top two teams in the Victorian Football League. Yep. Williamstown? Nope. No, I reckon yeah. it's, it's Southport. Correct. Uh, and, and, your, and your mob, Kevin. And Footscray, yeah, who yeah. haven't, who haven't yeah. lost a I've game. Always, I've always thought, you know what, maybe I am in Queensland on holidays. <laughs> Southport's, in the, it's Southport's in the VFL. <laughs> Southport and Aspley are in the, are in the VFL. It is, uh, that is very funny. Now, boys, we've run out of time to do the chart, so we're going to do the chart. Yeah. We're going to do the chart at the start of the show next week. All right. All right. We'll do the 1985. It's December 6, 1985. Uh, it's the 3XY chart, and we did uh, mention earlier that Power of Love by Jennifer Rush is the number one song. God, that tells you what a, what a sorrowful, sorrowful chart it is. 
Um, oh, oh, geez, there's some muck on the – talk about muck on the pluck. There's a hell of a lot in there. Um, so we'll get to that oh, yeah. next week. So you can have another little look over it because I found only three songs that I would put in my best list. I couldn't find any more. Couldn't find any more than that yeah. out of 40 yeah, songs. Fair and that was – and I was not scraping but I was – I was, yeah, gilding the lily a little with it, one of them at least. Uh, so we'll do that first up next week. So that is Rock and Roll. Right. Sorry you're not in Queensland enjoying the sunshine, Finey, and, uh, and having a, a nice break with the family, but uh, enjoy the week as best you can. And, Brian, try not just, to be just, just in saying goodbye, mm-hmm. in saying goodbye, I do have a – we're not doing the charts, and that's a pity, but I do have a musical reason why we are not doing the top 40. Yeah, what's yeah. that? Because we spent too much time talking about Brian <laughs> with the New South Wales Premier and <laughs> taking her out, taking her out for a night drinking, and you know what that would have been? What? What? Gladys was night on the piss. <laughs> Gladys <laughs> <laughs> night on the piss. I like Gladys it. Gladys night on the piss. Try yeah. not, try not to good. be, try not to be a bigger social trollop than you're currently being, Mannix. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Finey. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Mr. Mannix. Behave yourself. Bye-bye, amigos. You've just experienced rock and roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. (laughs) What an idiot. (laughs) 